Welcome to the Real Journey Podcast. My name is Patricia and I am your host. This week, we are diving into another guest involved in the real estate industry, learning about their journey into and within the real estate industry. Each week, we have new guests from across the continent talking about their journey, their mindset, and how things have changed. Let's dive into this week's episode. The Homeowner Link app is now available for download in both the App Store and Google Play. The first of its kind, this handheld staging service allows both realtor and home stager to systemize and scale the staging and listing process while securing more business. Virtual staging consultations are at your fingertips. To download the app, head to Google Play or the App Store, type in the homeowner link and download. As an extra bonus, use promo code JOURNEY50 for 50% off your first month in the app. Now on to this week's guest. Welcome to the Real Journey Podcast. My name is Patricia and we talk all about the journey into and within the real estate industry. Today's guest is Sarah Larby. To say that Sarah is an inspiration is an understatement. Retiring from her nine to five job this past October, Sarah has a large real estate portfolio, including long, long-term and short-term rentals. Recently, Sarah has acquired land to build a resort with 15 cottages. In addition to investing, Sarah is a speaker, coach, mentor, and host of two top-ranking Canadian real estate podcasts. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. I'm excited to be on the show. So excited to have you here. Why don't you give us a little bit of information about yourself, um, who you are, where you're from, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Real estate investor. I've been investing since 2013. As you said, recently left my nine to five job to, you know, enjoy my, my time, right? I mean, do this for a uh, work-life balance. And uh, I also am a co-founder of the Right Club, but, um, you know, anything, anything uh, you know, real estate related, I guess, since the past uh, eight years. Amazing. I love that. What, what did you do prior to getting into investing? Was there one specific thing that really kind of enticed you go, to go into real estate investing and come across this, this journey that you've been on? Um, yeah, when I went to the bank with my boyfriend and we were asked what our liabilities and our assets were, and I didn't even know what those words meant. <laughs> so what an asset and then the liability was. And, and then I went home and I started Googling how do people, you know, like anything real estate related from an investing standpoint, how do people become wealthy and leave their nine to five jobs and all that stuff. And real estate actually kept being like the forefront of what kept coming back. And so that's how we got started <laughs> by just Googling and going to the bank and realizing we we've been working for a while and haven't, uh, haven't a like had a clue what, uh, what to do from there. And what did it feel like when you were able to retire yourself last October? Was that an, an epitome moment for you where you were kind of working yourself up to that? Is that your goal? Was that your main goal when you were going into investing? Yeah. I mean, I think before the pandemic, I figured I'd have like three, four years left. And then during the pandemic, it just gave me a chance to realize like what life is when you're not working 80 hours a week, mm -hmm. <laughs> 90 hours a week. And I enjoyed it. And I was on my dock drinking some wine and going through my finances and realizing that, you know, I, I don't need a full-time job on top of the income that I'm bringing from real estate. And, uh, that's how the decision was made. And I gave my work about six months heads up and notice and worked with my mortgage broker to make sure that I can, you know, refinance what needed to be refinanced. Cause as soon as you have no more T4 income it gets mm -hmm. a lot harder. So did that. Um, and then, you know, I think as soon as I left, this new opportunities started arising, bigger real estate deals. And um, it was also the, the stuff that I'm not, I wasn't able to do and focus on. Um, but most importantly, I think it, it was the work-life balance. I mean, you, you, you do real estate to establish, you know, an opportunity to enjoy your life and not have to work. And I think, you know, when I, when I looked at everything pieced together, um, and granted it was mid-pandemic and, you know, you, you don't know how you're going to come out of it, but 
um, you know, I, I, may, I decided to take the right steps and, and look at, you know, okay, worst case scenario, things go downhill very quickly and the economy goes downhill. What's my buffer? Uh, all that good stuff. So it's it probably like six months, you know, after I made the decision that I finally ended up leaving. How did you feel when you left though? Was there like one specific feeling? Was it like a, a feeling of euphoria of like, finally I've made it, you reached a goal or like, what was that feeling like for you? I mean, you know, it was, it was exciting. Um, I, it's also bittersweet. Like I had an amazing boss and an amazing, amazing team and we didn't get to like celebrate and I didn't get a retirement party because everything was shut down. Uh, but you know, probably in the next year or two, I'll, I'll do a nice retirement party, but it, it was nice to be able to, you know, say, okay, now I can stop and, you know, and I want to make sure that I'm, you know, sharing as much as I can, but it wasn't like, I think it was a long time coming that, and I was so busy before with everything else that I was doing. I didn't even know how to stop, you know, like it's, it's sometimes you, you just go and go and go. And when you, you know, you actually have time, you're like, oh, okay, what do I do with time? <laughs> yeah. So it absolutely. took like, it took a few months to like adjust to it and like re, you know, rejig my schedule, um, you know, to the point where like now I enjoy working, you know, five, 10 hours a week, if I can, like, why do I need to do more? Especially if the weather is nice. And I know we were talking before this podcast this podcast before we started recording, but you know, I have a podcast, but I don't record between, you know, May two for a weekend and labor day. Cause I want to be outside. I want to enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that so much. Um, what about your mindset? How have you found that your mindset has changed or shifted from when you first started in investing to where you are today? I mean, I think in the beginning, you don't even know what you don't know. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, from a mindset standpoint, I think you just, you build, you build processes along the, along the way. Um, you, you know, I've, I've become a very good delegator, I think along the way um, from a mindset perspective, rather than doing everything and, and working in the business, pulled myself back out, um, you know, really started, and this is not necessarily real estate related, but, you know, I hired a chef to do my groceries and, and to do my meals. I, you know, have a cleaner, like, what can I delegate out of the stuff that I don't enjoy doing? Um, you know, and, and from a real estate standpoint, it's paperwork and bookkeeping. Uh, so I hired a bookkeeper. So like, you know, a lot of that has changed uh, along the way. Um, but also, I, I think some of the fear of doing the, the some of the deals, like as you do them over and over, they, they get easier and you know what, you know, you know, there's going to be a solution, you know, there's going to be an exit, you've done them. Um, you know, I, I think in the beginning, it was like, scary and exciting and then mm-hmm. over time it's it's like okay cool you know here's another one and um it becomes more of a, a business uh maybe less emotional along the way but okay you know it's been a fun journey amazing um and what what about that fear that you spoke about how did you deal with that especially um when you first started out because i know there's a lot of people who first go into a new job or a new industry, like even real estate industry or home staging or whatever, they're, they're going from somewhere else and they're starting something new. How do you deal with that fear? I mean, you kind of just do it and you just hope for the best in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) My motto. Um, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, luckily I've never been paralyzed by an analysis. Um, but I think it's just like, Oh crap. You know, like back in the day, 20 grand was a lot of money. I'm not saying it's not a lot of money, but you know, a lot, a big problem. That's a $20,000 problem is not a big deal. But if you had a $20,000 problem in the beginning and that could be a fear, right. Is, mm-hmm. you know, what if I have to, 
and it happened. I mean, literally I, I spent 20 grand on, um, but this was, you know, probably four years ago. So I was already a few years in 20 grand on uh, remediating a bunch of mold and asbestos vermiculite in a, in a, uh, an attic. And that was a 20 K uh, problem. But you know, if that happened on my first one, um, that's always the fear, right? What if something like that does happen? Um, and, and it can, I mean, nothing, there's no investment uh, out there, even putting your money in the bank account, just letting it sit there. That is foolproof and, and, you know, safe. And in order to grow and in order to become wealthy, you need to take some level of risk. You just have to be calculated around it. Um, but, you know, just to answer your, your other, you know, your question with the fear, I, I, um, you know, wanted to do real estate more, more so than my, my boyfriend. And, uh, he was very fearful of having a bad tenant. So, um, how we dealt around that is actually the beginning when we started investing, I found the tenants first, and then we found the house. Um, mm. you know, and, and as we got more experience, we you know, did it the other way around afterwards, but it helped his fears. And it also allowed, you know, less, um, I guess going back and forth of like, try one person trying to get a deal and the other person saying, well, we should just hang tight type of thing. Amazing. Um, what about, you've had so much success, um, it seems so far in your real estate investing career, what really drives you to keep going and investing in more and working on new projects and doing everything you're doing? What really is that drive for you? I mean, ultimately at the beginning, it was to be able to have the freedom and not have to work and be tied down to a paycheck um, and, and a job that you're making somebody else rich. That was really the thing. And then I got there and I'm like, okay, cool. What's next? Right. And, and you have to think about it because then you got, you got to create new goals. And um, now, I, you know, for, for me I, right now, I just want to, I want to do some really cool, fun projects. Um, you know, the resort build out is going to be awesome. Um, I, I love, Airbnb and midterm rentals, um, you know, in comparison to long-term rentals, I have great tenants, but I love the, you know, cottage Airbnb experience. Um, so I think that will be really fun. Um, and just doing something, something different, something new, hence, hence why, you know, I got into like finding some land and, you know, finding some partners and, and building. And I think that's going to be exciting, but you know, what keeps me going right now, I'm actually very protective of my schedule, as you know, (laughs) I want to, I want to make sure that I, I do a lot of the stuff that I wasn't able to do when I was working these crazy hours. And I'll tell you, it wasn't from the real estate per se. It was everything else that I said yes to before. Right. Um, I I also run a real estate club. I have two podcasts. There's a lot of stuff that kept me very busy plus the full-time job. So um, really ultimately, what I want to do right now is, is, you know, experience that freedom for as long as I can. Amazing. And how do you set those boundaries right now? Like there's, there's a, a lot of people say yes all the time, you know, they're in the yes club, I guess. Um, how do you set those boundaries and say, you know, this is, this is my time. This is what I'm going to do. And, and um, yeah, can you just take us along how you would set that boundary? <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be boring, but I basically just say no. <laughs> <laughs> simple, simple and effective. I love it. <laughs> but, no, you, you know what, you know what it is. I, I think that, I think the summer, um, the summer piece is, is huge. Like I, I, you know, I've been telling a lot of people, sorry, like let's, let's do, you know, a podcast, whether it's them on my podcast or, or vice versa, you know, but here's book a day after, after Labor Day. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's awesome. I, you know, I think mm-hmm. people, people respect that. Um, you know, and it's just a matter of just exactly like delegating what I can, like, if there's something that, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on like a project, like, am I doing it, you know, because I enjoy it or am I just doing it because I have to do it? 
And I think that's just the the difference maybe is like, now I don't, I don't need to do anything. Right. So if I, if I want to do something that's cool, like I, I don't want to do nothing for the rest of my life. Like I do want to still work on some fun projects and then, you know, real estate to me is, is still fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I enjoy coaching students. I, you know, I don't want to have 50 students, but if I have, you know, three or four students, like again, you know, time, time for them as well, um, for me to, to ensure that I I'm invested in them, but also I don't want to be a coach full time. Like that's not what I'm, I'm, you know, after either. So I think it's just, you know, people will understand, um, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be mean about it, but, um, you know, just figure out if it works in your, if it's something that you're, that you're doing because you're, I mean, to me, fun is a big, a big thing of what, you know, how I make decisions, Mm -hmm. you know, is it, is it going to bring me closer to my goal or is it going to just take up my time and time? I think one of the things that I've realized over the years is like, you do not get that back. Like money will Mm -hmm. come and money will go and and you can make money a lot easier than, than taking time back. And I think over the years I've realized like it's, you know, I, I'm, I, I need to protect it and I just have to say no. And people have to respect that. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help people, but like, I mean, probably same thing with you, right? If I took every single call that came in and like spoke to people for an hour, like my time would be gone. And, you know, I think a lot of people get into real estate to have the freedom. So I I suggest that people just protect their time because no one else will um, do the same for them. Hey, did you know that the homeowner link app is now available for download? Head to the App Store or Google Play to download the app. And don't forget to use our promo code JOURNEY50 for 50% off your first month. Our mission is to connect home staging companies and real estate sales representatives together to grow scalable businesses and to make more profitable transactions. Now back to this week's episode. I think it's incredible that you do that. I think it's a a skill that has to be learned by a lot of people, um, myself included, obviously, but I think it's really commendable that you are able to just, you know, say, no, I'm, I'm outside all summer and you have to wait until Labor Day. If you want to speak to me again, I love it. It's it's really commendable that you can (laughs) do that. You're actually Um, my my last, almost, I think my last podcast or my, my before last podcast. Amazing. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Um, what has been one of your biggest challenges since you started in real estate investing, whether it, um, be like through just through anything in your journey, really. But since you started the real estate investing kind of journey portion of your life. I want to give you a different answer. I think it's, it's being able to pivot as the market changes. I mean, I, like, I could, I could tell you about tenants. I could tell you about, you know, financing. I feel like I, I answer these a lot, but I'm going to try to give you a different answer. And I think it's, it's understanding where the market's going and being able to pivot. So, you know, for example, when I first got into the real estate game, buy and hold made sense. Buy and hold made sense with a single family property. I was able to cash flow. Um, and then the Burr strategy made sense on single family properties. And I was still able to cash flow with a single tenant. And then it became, you know, you have to do two or three units in order to cash flow. So you really have to pivot your strategy. Now, today, I mean, obviously the prices are expensive. I think the next the next pivot is, you know, you're going to convert a house. You take a, you know, single family duplex, um, you know, convert that. Uh, if it's a single family into two units or take your duplex and find something with a big lot in the back that you can add an additional dwelling unit to make it three units. Um, I think that is going to be the next, the next big thing with the birth strategy. Um, and that's where you're going to be able to get the cash flow. Um, and then, you know, for myself, you know, I, I, there's 
so many people right now find fighting for the same deals. I'm like, I need to find a different sandbox and it's pivoting and learning a new, a new strategy. Once you've mastered one, you know, don't have the shiny penny syndrome and, and do, you know, five different things at once, um, learn something, do it, do it a few times. But if the market changes, it makes it less conducive to it, um, you know, pivot so that you can, you can keep getting the deals. And that I think goes to, you know, buying land and building on land and creating my own deals. Um, you know, that's kind of where I'm, I'm moving forward to, but somebody's listening to this, um, you know, where is the market at and what they were, what they were doing? Are they still able to, to do it? Or is it becoming saturated with everybody else competing for the exact same thing? Amazing. And I love that you're creating almost something out of nothing with buying that land and building those cottages. It's, it's like you, well, you already know what's going on in the future. So you want to create, you know, cottages for people. So that's absolutely amazing. I love that you're doing that. Um, what's the greatest accomplishment since entering the industry, but not including your retiring, not including your retirement? I think it's, um, it's just seeing the transformation maybe of, of Matt, my boyfriend, you know, going from like being super scared to invest or not, you know, wanting to deal with, with problems to now he's like, yeah, cool, let's go. You know, like, so I'm also building a townhouse, um, six of them. Um, wow. so we sold, we sold five and I'm like, yeah, you, like, he's like, we should probably buy one. I'm like, okay, cool. That's, <laughs> you know, that's good. So now I think it's just a whole pivoting, you know, if someone's listening to this, if they have a spouse, that's not quite on board. I think, it, you know, sometimes it's just, he'll never be as excited about it as I am, which is fine. But just seeing the transformation of like, you know, them actually saying, okay, like I could see this is working. What can, what else can we get? You know, we bought the resort. He's super excited about it. I think that piece is really cool. Um, you know, other other than that, I, I think it's just the ability to really create your own your own schedule. Um, you know, not necessarily just a retirement piece, but again, just figuring out you know how you want to live your life and and where and with who and that that's that's pretty cool. So, can we break that down a little bit? Like you talk about living your life what does it look like? Do you sit down and you, do you decide, Hey, this is how I want to live my life. Or is it kind of just every day you wake up and you're okay, this is what I want to do today. Is it like a planned way or is it, you just kind of decide as you go along? Well, as of Thursday until, until about July 10th, I'm going to be at the cottage and I've got coming and, and visiting and we have, you know, a chef doing our food. And, um, but I do, you know, when things reopen again, I, I, I love working out. I loved going to the gym. Um, you know, brunch on random Mondays and Wednesdays with the girls. Like, that's really cool. Like I was, you know, I think I was the only one in my, in my close group of friends, you know, maybe there's one more, but I was the only one that still had nine to five that couldn't meet except for evenings and weekends. Um, but you know, what does it look like? I mean, it's every week is going to be a little bit different. Um, Mm -hmm. today I went to, um, to my natural path to get this like vitamin IV, which is awesome. and gives you like a nice boost of energy. Um, then I spent two hours looking at some properties with the students, uh, and my realtor, but, um, I, I don't want to do the same thing every day, you know, in this nice weather. Like I'd love, you know, I love being outside walking for an hour or two a day and listening to some podcasts. Um, there, there is work. I'm not saying I don't work at all anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. It's like my, my ideal life right there. (laughs) Um, one of my favorite sayings that I always tell myself, um, and then I know that you'll connect with is no risk, no reward. Can you tell me one of the riskiest things you've done and how it's paid off for you, um, in the long run? The riskiest thing that I've done, I mean, 
I don't really consider it as risk, but just, you know, I've bought some properties sight unseen, sent mm. my real, I guess my realtor, uh, to do a video walkthrough and I've bought a couple things firm. I'm not suggesting that people do that, but, um, you build your team and you get to trust your team and you've bought a few with them. Um, you know, I've, I've done a, a couple of those, um, you know, are they risks? you know, somebody might say, oh shit, that's risky. Like I would, I wouldn't do it with a brand new realtor or I wouldn't do it sight unseen altogether. Um, I need somebody on my team that, that would go, but that could, you know, that could be considered a risk for, for many people, right. That want like their inspection done and the financing done. Um, but why I say it's calculated as, you know, it's a, it was enough of a discount. Those, those properties that even if there's a, you know, 40 K, you know, issue, um, I I was still going to come out. Okay. What's one piece of advice you would offer anyone entering into, um, I guess, just into entrepreneurship? It can be like investing or real estate or whatever, but in entrepreneurship in general. I think the sacrifices are a lot in the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. Learning, like, you know, even even just, you know, doing something for the first time is going to take much you know, much more time, much more brain cells, much more effort than if you're going to do it for the fifth time, right? You're going through a purchase or a renovation, you know, setting up, you know, your, your team, your processes, that's going to take uh, a long time. But I'll tell you the sacrifices are well worth it. But there were many times where, um, you know, I'd work from 7am to 5-6pm at my job, and then I'd have, um, you know, maybe another three, four hours of, of, you know, quote unquote work, whether it was the right club or podcasts or, you know, all that stuff. But, um, you know, I think, I think over, over time, the sacrifices are worth it. Things get easier. You just have to keep looking at the end goal. Um, but you know, one of the things I wish I actually probably did more of throughout would be to have celebrated more wins, taken a little bit more time off, but, um, you know, but there are going to be some sacrifices, right? You just gotta, you gotta find, you gotta find the right balance. And there are going to be many times where, everyone's having fun and you're like, crap, I got to wake up. Like I was waking up at four in the morning so I can get my workout in when I was working full time, like back in 2019. Um, and, uh, you know, but it allowed me to leave my job much faster because I was able to, you know, figure out this real estate thing and, and figure out how I was going to boost my cash flow and, and all that stuff that it allowed me to get there faster. Cause originally like, you know, I was thinking, you know, I was pretty close to, to my work boss, and he ended up buying some real estate too with his wife, which is awesome. And um, they, I, I was thinking I probably still had a good like three, four years left, but like the last, you know, it's kind of like a snowball, like the last, you know, after a while, it just, it goes faster. You got a couple tenants turnover, you, you can boost your, your cash flow that way with resetting rents. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, ultimately the sacrifices were worth it. I love that. So sacrifice in the beginning, well worth it in the long run. So from everything I've heard and from everything we spoke about today, I, I feel like there's really big things in store for you. So beyond the cottages that you've bought and investing further, what what else is what else is in the pipeline for you? Well, I would like to travel. Um, you know, definitely. We used to do like two to three trips a year, but, you know, leaving and being a snowbird is, is really the thing. So my next step is, you know, Matt, um, needs to retire as well. So he's probably two to three years out, uh, from that. So we're, we're trying to acquire properties, um, and just replace his income as well so that we can, we can have that freedom to actually be out of here in the winter. (laughs) Amazing. I love that. (laughs) Anywhere specific that you want to move to? 
I'd rather just go somewhere different each time. Right. So like oh. from like May to October, I'm here. And then we just pick a country every time, like maybe or two every single you know winter and go out there, come back, try something else. Well, how can people reach you if they want to get a hold of you um, or listen to your podcast, that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, my email is sarahlarby.com. They can go there. And then there's like a contact me page uh, or they can send me an email directly, which is sarah at sarahlarby.com or Instagram, which is investor Sarah Larby. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate listening to your story and you had so much value to add. Thanks, Patricia. And, and thank you for, for doing this. I know like being a, a podcast host myself, like it does take time and effort and you have to be consistent with it. So thank you for giving back to the community because um, that that is awesome. And uh, I'm, you know, I love doing that too. And it's, uh, it's just great. And I hope uh, your podcast has lots of success. Thank you so much for joining the Real Journey podcast and listening to our amazing guest. We upload new episodes every Wednesday. Next week, we are back with another real estate professional listening to their journey. If you'd like more information on the Real Journey podcast, you can head to our website, www.thehomeownerlink.com and listen to all of our episodes. As well, we are available on all the podcast platforms. The Homeowner Link app is now available for download. For more information, head to www.thehomeownerlink.com or check us out in the App Store and Google Play. Until next week, bye. Bye.